0: this is the michael slate show and i'm michael slate we have a packed show so i'll be brief at the back end of the show we'll hear a special invitation from the team at the rnl or revolution nothing less show which airs on youtube before that we'll hear some of the speakers at a rally for rise up for abortion rights at a protest held in los angeles on june 9th in the street outside the summit of the americas and right now we'll hear sansara taylor and andy z Talking on the RNL show about the struggle to stop the Supreme Court from overturning Roe v. Wade. So let's hear, Sensara Taylor.
1: I want to welcome my co-host to the RNL Revolution, Nothing Less show, Sensara Taylor, who's in New York City. Sensara, how are you?
2: Andy, I'm I'm very good. It's great to be with you, and uh, I know you talked about we're in a crucial, a very crucial juncture with the battle to defend the legal right to abortion. And I have a very big announcement and plans to share with viewers tonight. But I think you want to do something before we get there.
1: Yes, and sorry, before we get to your message, I want to show, and we want to show, some of what Rise Up for Abortion Rights did this past week. That's was designed, very bold actions to disrupt business as usual, to inspire people and call on people to get in the streets themselves so that we can Fill the streets with people to be able to stop the Supreme Court from overturning the right to abortion. So I want to, I think we decided we're going to play these segments first from various news stations, and, and then you'll come give your message.
3: Major drama at Lakewood Church today as Joel Osteen's service was disrupted by abortion rights activists who filmed their protests and then posted it on social media. A video it's that's
4: gone body, viral online. Abortion activists b- interrupted b- yesterday morning service
1: at Lakewood Church.
5: It's my body, it's my b- b- choice. It's four, my body, my LMI choice. Overturn, do go my
6: body, my choice. I am what
2: I say am. I do what I think you do because I have a
1: choice. If, if you'd like to open your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 4, you're welcome to. Nehemiah chapter 4. and We'll wait just one moment here, but... God is good, and He's on the throne, and He's in control, so...
7: Abortion rights it activists released a banner at yesterday's Dodger Game Against the Mets. The video uploaded by the Rise Up for Abortion Rights Group shows the banner with the words overturn Roe, hell no. In a press conference, the activist group said that it was calling on people to quote wear green and raise hell to stop the Supreme Court from overturning Roe v. Wade.
0: One and done, the single elimination, and that's why it was exciting. But I also think
7: that
2: So what you just saw is just a beginning taste of the kind of disruptive, nonviolent acts of courage, defiance, protest that need to go on across this country. Thousands of people taking bold actions like this, waking up and rousing the millions into struggle very quickly. So what I want to do now is I want to read a major announcement and call that will be posted on the RiseUpForAbortionRights.org website by the time this episode airs. I'm going to read just the opening portion of it, and it goes like this. Stop the Supreme Court from taking away abortion rights. The highest court in the world's most powerful country stands poised to rip from women their fundamental right to control their bodies, their reproduction, and their destinies. We refuse to be bystanders as the state shatters women's lives, extinguishes their dreams, hijacks their bodies, forces girls to bear the children of their rapists, hits black, brown, young, and poor women with special viciousness, accelerates a fascist assault on contraception, LGBTQ rights, voting rights, black history and black people, and much more. Not just in red states, but nationwide, sending shockwaves around the world. Monday, June 13th, 2020, come to the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C., and stay. Imagine, every day, more and more people pouring into the Capitol, amassing at the Supreme Court all-night vigils, protests, hunger strikes, people by the thousands and tens of thousands returning day after day, the green bandana of abortion rights everywhere. On Mondays, when the Supreme Court typically releases decisions, the Capitol and the court become so clogged with masses of women, men, people of all genders and nationalities and backgrounds that it becomes clear to all those in power that we will sooner bring the gears of society to a grinding halt through mass nonviolent resistance than allow them to take away the right to abortion. Those behind this assault are counting on our silence. We must not give it to them. Now, that's the opening. I want to pause there because this is very important, this call that we're issuing. So I think it'd be worth it to talk about why we're going to D.C., why this is so essential, and the vision of getting down there.
1: Sansara, that was very moving. It's a very profound and it's a bold call. I think it'd be important right now to go more deeply into why D.C., what difference it would make for thousands and then tens of thousands to come to D.C. and be in front of the court. Let's dig into this a bit more.
2: Yeah, well, Washington, D.C., this Supreme Court is the scene of the crime. They are, they've told the world, it's been leaked, that everybody knows they're about to rip from women this fundamental right, the crime against half of humanity. And we have to be there to stop this crime from happening. People have to go there, put their bodies in front of that court, right across from the Capitol, the seat of power where the eyes of the world are. We need to be there with our green, and we need to demonstrate With hundreds at first, dozens if that's what it is at the beginning, but it should be hundreds, and soon thousands and tens of thousands, that we are operating in the interests of humanity. We are putting it on the line. We are fighting for the lives and futures of women. And our morality needs to trump and completely shred and strip that court of any legitimacy in the eyes of the world. They claim that they're acting on behalf of the preservation of life, of this, of that. We have to be there to say no. You don't represent the interests of the people. You don't represent the will of the people. And you have no claim to morality and to legitimacy. And gum up the workings, nonviolently, but gum up the workings of the capital, of the functioning of government, of the seat of power. People need to be there, hunger striking, sitting in, camping out all night in front of the Supreme Court, coming back day after day. Prominent people should come through and lend their support, perform, read, sit in, be part of it. And people from all over the country cycle through. If you can stay, stay. Quit your job. Come for the summer. Be on the ground. This is the place to be. A monumental crime is on its way to be cemented into the law. And now is the time to put it on the line to stop it. That's the place to be. And everywhere else across the country, people need to be taking to the streets. They need to be rising up, going to courthouses, all kinds of creative things like we just saw. But in D.C. is the center of this all. And that's where we're going to be starting Monday.
1: Yeah. uh, OK, Sansari, you know, one thing we do want to say that the 10,000, the thousands, the 10,000 people or so who've protested with Rise Up for Abortion Rights, you stepped out. Now is the time to step up to another level. For those who are who are young, you got to unite your parents around this. Come down with them. Uh, You know, we'll work things out for this. But people need to be there and make this statement. Uh, the way you said, I want to talk a little bit before we go to the uh, the rest of this call uh, to some of what was previewed in the kinds of actions that we just showed. Uh, and uh, maybe we could start discussing uh, the action at Lakewood Church in front of uh, the Joel Osteen.
2: Yeah, well, I think um, we're going to show a little excerpt of an interview that I did with one of the main Women who, who led that protest who actually conceived of that protest. She herself went to that church for five years and and just had a depth of fury about the right of women to control their bodies being ripped away and the role that the church has played. and And I think it's important for everybody who is watching to understand that took a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. It took a, it inspired a lot of people, but it took a lot of courage. It was not that she was not scared or nervous. It's that she understood there was something bigger at stake, and she found her strength. And if we want others to be strong, we've got to find our own strength and daring in that way. So I think it'd be good to show a little bit of the interview that I did with her. I want to welcome Jules to We Only Want the World. How are you doing?
5: I'm, if you can't tell on my voice, I'm still recovering, but I'm doing amazing. <laughs> All right, I'm very well, grateful to be here today with
2: you. I'm really glad to have, have you on the show tonight. And that took a lot of courage. That took a lot of bravery. Um, before we talk about it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
5: So um, my name, is, I, I go by Jules. I am 21 years old. I'm from Austin, Texas, born and raised in Houston. Um, I went to private Christian school up through freshman year of high school, as well as um, Lakewood Church for five years. Uh, So I have a very thorough understanding of the theocratic doctrine um, and just the Christian Church in general and the direction that they are trying to take us in currently. I have seen it from the inside where they want us to be, and. I know that we cannot go there. We absolutely do not have a choice. We have to, um, you know, stand up against all of this, but, um, yeah, I joined the organization rise up about a month. It's been barely over a month. I found it completely accidentally through Twitter. I was trying to get involved somewhere after the draft leak came out and it was the first thing that I found was a die in at a courthouse. And, um, very quickly, became a leader in the group and have been working alongside some other absolutely amazing, powerful women to make these things happen.
2: And on the day itself, or in the lead up to it, um, it took a lot of courage to do this. How'd you find the courage? Were you nervous? What was that like?
5: So I struggle with anxiety regularly, um, but it was absolutely through the roof this past weekend, especially Saturday night, I think around, 3 a.m. is when it really started to hit that we were going to be doing this in less than 12 hours. And just um, it, it was it was terrifying, you know, and when we were in the service itself, it was it was even more terrifying. I was taking videos throughout the service. And if you were to watch the videos, you'll see in the couple minutes leading up to when the event takes place. I am shaking like a leaf. But I just knew in my heart that, you know, as uncomfortable as I was and as difficult as it was to put myself out there like that, it has no comparison to the level of discomfort and um, just as it is to force pregnancy on someone. And I knew that we did not have a choice, um, especially once we were down in that fifth row, that we had to do it and we had to take a stand. And I will say the plan changed last minute to where I was the first one standing up and That was something to cope with for sure. But I knew that I didn't have a choice. And it was, you know, like I said, it was my brainchild. It was my baby that we were able to bring to life. And it just, um, yeah, it was, it was insane.
2: (laughs) You know, a lot of people look at it from the outside. You look so brave and so furious and so righteous and so absolutely without any hesitation i think from the outside no one would know that you were nervous and i think it actually makes a lot of people think oh that's for other people who are not like me i'm scared i think the fact that you were scared and you did it anyhow is actually very important for people to understand do you want to say anything more about that because a lot of people use that as an excuse oh but it would make me uncomfortable
5: yeah. Well, exactly what I said, you know, it, it's, it was uncomfortable. It was, it was absolutely uncomfortable, especially, you know, we had already sat through the full service and as much as I was fully aware of what they were doing, I can't lie that I didn't feel like a little twinge of guilt here and there like, are, are we in the right place? But it's like, no, we we are in the right place. We are supposed to be here. You know, these people, they need to hear the message and the people around the world and around the country need to hear the message because we, we have to stand up. We have to rise up. So a couple of weeks ago, we had our national Zoom conference with the Rise Up organization, you, And um, we went from saying, how dare they do this to us, to we will dare.
1: So, Sansara, the day after the banner drop at Dodger Stadium, the action at Lakewood Church, uh, we were watching the news and, and we saw... Uh, This uh, man, Guido, who chained himself by the neck to the Supreme Court fence. And uh, this was, uh, you know, really, we didn't know about this. And it was it was it was quite inspiring uh, what he what he did. I was just wondering if you knew some of uh, why he did this.
2: Well, you know, he also raised the green bandana, which is very important. It's the symbol of abortion rights that came out of Latin America and that Rise Up for Abortion Rights has been popularizing here.
1: And he raised yeah. it the way they do, right? He put oh, it. Yeah, he raised it yeah. the way they
2: do up above his head. And he did it while he was chained to the Supreme Court uh, fence. And as he was being taken away um, into custody, and he actually also went on hunger strike the night before, he slept in front of the court, he went on hunger strike, and he declared, and I think this is. Um, this is important. He said he was going on a hunger strike until the decision comes from the Supreme Court or until thousands of people join him in standing up in front of the court and millions across the country. It really was a first step, a challenge to the majority of people in this country who support the legal right to abortion to get out of their passivity and stand up because if we did, we have the power to stop this. So his hunger strike, his protest was yes directed against the 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 criminals taking this right away, but even more so directed towards the force the people who could stand up and secure this right if we dared and I think that's that's very important it also is um it really brings alive something that rise up for abortion rights has been stressing and that and that came out in the action at the at the barclay Center liberties basketball game um that was also disrupted where Six women with Rise Up for Abortion Rights and others in the stands um, ran out on the field, on the court, and disrupted the game, brought it to a, a standstill briefly and raised the green bandana. And they got a standing ovation from the fans in the stands. They got a lot of love on the in the sports broadcasters and, and writers. They got love from some of the players. One of the players said, if it's off something, I'm all for it. It's it's very important that there is a mass reservoir. This is something Rise Up for Abortion Rights has said from the beginning. There is a reservoir of millions and millions in this country who support the right to abortion. But we need to act in ways that are challenging them and inspiring them to get out of their passivity and to rise up themselves. Yes, thousands at the beginning, but very quickly in the next week, 10 days, maybe less. millions into the streets to stop this crime from going down. So this is really the the beauty of, of the boldness, the daring, and the way that these actions force themselves into the media, into the news, into the zeitgeist. They were unignorable. And, and it wasn't just spreading the word. It was spreading a certain fighting orientation.
1: So Ansara, that last point is very important. Very quickly, This movement needs to go to thousands and tens of thousands of people in the streets in Washington, D.C., but as well as around the country. But especially in Washington, D.C., this is going to make a tremendous difference. And yes, people put it on the line in these beginning actions that needs to step up as more and more people get involved. These actions need to step up in their disruption of society and the normal business of society. I would like you to read the end of this draft call because it makes the argument for what must be done, not just by rise up for abortion rights, not just we're not looking for, oh, you people are so brave. I was so inspired by what you did. If you're inspired by what rise up for abortion right has done, then you need to act.
2: Yeah, so this is this is the tale of the call that I read the first half of before. And again, it'll be on the website, the final version, riseupforabortionrights.org. for AbortionRights.org by the time this episode broadcasts. It says, the whole world is watching. Let them see our courage. This will not be easy, but a world where women are subordinated to the state, where wombs are regulated by the government and treated as potential crime scenes. Must not be tolerated. Let our visible courage call forth the courage of others. Let our righteous fury awaken the suppressed fury of millions of women and girls and all who love justice. Let our willingness to put it on the line not only defeat this assault, this crime against women, while there is still a chance to do so, but also forge us into a more daring, deeply connected, and justice loving people. Bringing into being a world filled with the same. If not now, then when? And if not all of us, then who? The future depends on what we do or fail to do in these momentous days. Let us act with boldness, daring, and courage. Rise up for abortion rights. Forced motherhood is female enslavement, abortion on demand and without apology.
1: All right, Sansara. We can't add to that. All we can say is we're going to, I know you're going to be heading down to D.C. We're putting it on the line. We're going to get into that repeatedly and publicize this on the RNL Revolution Nothing Less show. And we just call on everybody who sees this show to spread the show, to spread this message, to spread the word of Rise Up for Abortion Rights. And now is the time. So thank you again. And we'll uh, we'll see you next week.
2: Yeah, and to everybody watching, come see me, meet me in D.C. on Monday, and uh, I will talk to you on the episode next week from Washington, D.C.
1: You got it. All right. Good night, Sansara.
0: All right. That was Sansara Taylor speaking with Andy Z on the RNL show. We're going to take a quick musical break and be right back, so stay tuned. Now let's hear speeches from a Rise Up for Abortion Rights rally, June 9th, right outside the Summit of the Americas. We'll hear Abby and Victoria, two organizers with Rise Up for Abortion Rights in Los Angeles, followed by Annie Day. We are here
6: with Rise Up for Abortion Rights today, to march. We are here to speak. We are here to speak on behalf of women and all people with a uterus. And we do not believe that this will just affect women or people with uteruses. We believe this will affect everyone. Because this is going to set a legal precedent that none of your rights are safe. They referenced homosexual marriage in the leaked draft. They are going to go after homosexual marriage next. They are already getting rid of medical access for trans people. They're saying that supportive parents of trans kids are child abusers. They refuse to do gun control, yet they say that banning abortion is about babies. Banning abortion is not about babies. If it was about babies, they would not have blocked a plan to get baby formula out to all the babies in this country during our shortage. the kids, they would be putting gun control out there and they would not have let those children in Texas die in vain. This is not about the children. This is about controlling women. And we are here today to show that we will not submit, we will not go back. Abortion on demand and without apology. We wear green for abortion because the women in Latin America took up the green bandana in 2018 the green wave in argentina happened women across the country took up the green bandana to fight for their abortion access and they succeeded in fighting for their rights following that we had women in mexico chile and colombia who fought for their rights we have representatives from some of those countries here today we have representatives some of them who have chosen not to come we are here today to honor those women in South America who fought for their abortion rights. We are here to march not only for our abortion rights here in the United States that are at risk, but to fight for the women whose representatives are here today at the summit. Americans who are struggling with abortion access women from el salvador who are still being imprisoned for miscarriages and stillbirths women from brazil who have no access to abortion we are here today to march not only for ourselves in the united states but for women from south to north america we are here to fight for abortion on demand and without apology and risa for abortion rights is calling Um, people to flood the streets now as the U.S. government is getting ready to overturn Roe versus Wade. The people in this summit, right now, Joe Biden, leading people to not do anything but and accept a post-war America. That's why we are here in the streets and that's what we are calling for, the people to flood the streets now. Rise Up for Abortion Rights just made a call for people to go to Washington, D.C. June 13th and flood the streets and stay there until the Supreme Court brings down a decision. We have to bring society to a halt and say we are not going to accept Living in a society and world where half of humanity is enslaved.
7: We're here united
8: for one cause. We're here to tell the President of the United States that we're not going to take this. We're not going to sit down, we're not going to lie down, and we're going to refuse. We're going to fight. And I'm talking here as a woman, but not only as a woman, as a female veteran. I served six years, and I did not serve and enlist my life to get my freedoms taken away. I say, hell no. This will not pass over my dead body.
6: majority of this country supports abortion. We are out here today not necessarily to try to convert people who disagree with us, but to try to emphasize the urgency and the importance that we need people to act now. We have anywhere between four 25 days before they make that decision that could possibly overturn Roe. Several organizations are already at the point where they're preparing for a post-Roe world. But Rise Up for Abortion Rights believes that is not the way to go about things. None of women's rights were won by voting. They were won by marching. They were won because people protested and hit the streets. And it is our responsibility to make sure that the government works for us. They work for the people. And the majority of the people in this country support abortion. And more than half of this country is women. And this is going to take away all of their con- not all of them but it could take away all their constitutional rights it's going to take away some of their basic fundamental rights and it will set a legal precedent that none of our constitutional rights are safe this is urgent, this is needed this is necessary and we need everyone in the streets showing how important it is showing them that we will not stand for this showing them that the government fights for the people and the people will not go back
8: we will not go
6: back Overturn row? Hell no! Oh, yeah. Hell no! I'd like to talk a little bit because about my experiences before we let our next speakers out. My name is Abby Thomas, and I am out here today as someone who used to be very anti-abortion. I grew up in the South. I'm from Florida, Alabama area. And my dad is a music minister for a Southern Baptist Convention church. And I grew up very religious, very anti-abortion. And I truly believed that abortion was murder, except that I was living in Georgia when Georgia originally tried to get rid of, and ban abortion. And then I started seeing some very scary headlines. Women with miscarriages having to go to court to prove that it's not an abortion. Women with terminal pregnancies being told that they don't have a choice. It was a very scary time, and it came to the point where I had to question myself who do I care more about, a fetus or women? And I decided that I care more about women.
5: Yes, yes. <laughs>
6: Christians keep talking about how this is a moral issue. This isn't an issue of religious freedom and beliefs. They want to tell you that it is a moral issue. But the reality is is that that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether abortion is right or wrong, because women have basic fundamental rights, and to to make abortion illegal is to take away women's basic fundamental rights. It is to say that a corpse has more rights than a woman has. This is important, the time to act is now and I am someone who is a Christian who is speaking on behalf of pro-abortion. We have done studies. We know that banning abortion does not eliminate abortion. Abortion was only banned in the United States of America for a, about a decade. I am a Christian and I believe that I fight for women more than I fight for fetuses. We have done studies to show that banning abortion is not going to be the thing to eliminate abortion. Banning abortion won't get rid of a abortion it will only get rid of safe abortion it is increased access to contraception it is increased access to sex education that is the thing that eliminates abortion the problem with this is that you can disagree all you want and that is totally fine but when your disagreements are taking away my basic rights there's a problem just people need to realize the repercussions of what happens when you force your beliefs on this. There are women in the state of California who are being illegally imprisoned because of stillbirths. There was a woman who was illegally imprisoned for 18 months before the charges were dropped because of a stillbirth. There are women who have been, are being imprisoned for miscarriages, who are being questioned for miscarriages. There are abusive husbands who are putting these women through litigation abuse. There are repercussions to forcing this on there. And I urge anyone who is a Christian who believes abortion is wrong to recognize the repercussions of what you believe and how it is going to affect all
8: the people in this country. So I want to take a moment to speak to you guys liberty and justice for all. That sentence no longer rings true. We are politically divided as a nation that no longer is free within our society from oppressive restrictions and imposed by authority. That is right in there. Our liberty is in peril. And that's why I'm here. And now I feel gutted and betrayed by my own country that I stood and fought and defended. I enlisted for freedom to defend it not to have mine stolen and I can no longer say that I'm a proud veteran how can I be proud when the rights of every woman in this country are up for debate how can I be proud when I serve next to the men who I thought were equal as me but turns out I'm not I'm second then. I'm less than how can I be proud I can't because I am a woman I'm a veteran I'm a daughter I'm a sister, I am a niece, I am an aunt, I am so much more than a womb. That's right. And that's why I stand here, because I am standing up to fight, just like all of you. I took an oath to defend this country against foreign and domestic, and we have an enemy, and it's on our f***ing turf. And when the rights of liberties and all of us in our nation are in danger of being taken away, I cannot and I will not stand idly by I will not back down quietly. I promise you that. I'm here for a fight. I'm here to defend our rights. For a little over six years, I had no body autonomy. Six years. Six years while I was in the military. But at least there was a contract and there was an end date. And now, I got my freedoms granted back to me, or at least I thought I did. And this decision is ruining it straight up pushing women to second-class citizens. And not having full toast of your body is not right. Forced birth is traumatic and dangerous for any person, let alone if your body can even handle it. Lest we forget, like Abby said, the baby formula shortage as they're forcing women to have babies. At the end of the day, it's about choice. Freedom of choice. You choose your faith. You choose your partner. You choose your job. You choose to start a family. I need you. We all need you. We need you to come in the streets. We need you to unite together, and together we can make a change. And to all the veterans out there, I know I'm not the only one who feels this way. It's time to stand up once again, this time on our own land, and defend for freedom and what's right. And remember, the choice is yours. Overturn row, hell no. Thank you.
7: What's up, y'all? All right, my name is Annie Day. I'm with the Revolution Club. I'm an organizer with Rise Up for Abortion Rights in Los Angeles. Now I'm gonna ask people if you're if you're here's a here's a, something we actually gotta change all over society. Off of the sidelines and into the streets. Yeah. So we're gonna ask people, come join us. Look, we're here to send a message. Earlier today, a sister Luna. Engage in a heroic and brave act of nonviolent civil disobedience, and she chained herself to that fence behind us. Woo! Woo! And she made the point that she was doing that as a call to action to inspire others. The U.S. government is moving to take away the right to abortion, and Biden, who spoke just about an hour ago, is doing nothing. But he's doing worse than nothing because he's telling you to go along with it. He's telling you to rely on the Democrats. This is a deadly road to the death traps. If we stand aside and do nothing while the right to abortion is stripped away, this will mean a horror. So what we have to do is call on people to act. I'm going to say something about that in a second. But I want to start with a quote from someone named Mario Savio who was a leader of the free speech movement at UC Berkeley, and he was a student. And he said in 1964, he said there are times when the gears of the machine are so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can no longer take part. You can't even passively take part. And you have to throw your bodies on the wheels, on the gears of the machine and prevent it from functioning at all and say, until I am free, this machine will no longer operate. And that is what we are called to do in this moment, not only in individual acts of courage like we saw earlier today, like we saw a few days ago with this brother who who chained himself to the fence of the Supreme Court, Not just in these heroic acts of bravery, but in our thousands, in our millions, we have to fill the streets right now. What is this battle about? This battle is about female enslavement. If you do not have the right to abortion, then half of humanity that is female is no more than an incubator. Legally subordinated, in her body, in her future. This should make you sick at heart. This is an atrocity. If women do not have the right to abortion, their lives are foreclosed, their dreams are shattered. Many women are driven deeper into poverty. And they are tethered in their life and their future in abusive relationships. They are tethered to a child that they did not want to have and did not plan to have. And this we cannot allow for the half of humanity that's female. And if you never, if you even never become pregnant, the state is telling you you are legally subordinate. The state is telling you that your womb is a crime scene. And that's what these pictures are saying. And people should look at these pictures of women who've been in prison for having a miscarriage in El Salvador. In their hundreds in El Salvador right now, women are in prison. They go to the hospital having had a miscarriage and maybe they're bleeding out and what happens to them? They are dragged to prison. They are dragged to jail, their womb is a crime scene and they are a suspect. But don't just think it happens in El Salvador. There's a case here from Oklahoma. There's a case here from Hanford, California. A sister spent 16 months in prison being charged with murder for having a miscarriage. That is the state telling you your life means nothing. And that clump of cells inside you is what ought to be protected. And this is where it's headed. They want to go for a fetal personhood act. They want to come For a federal ban on abortion, don't think you're safe in the blue states, aside from the immorality of that, of just leaving the sisters in the 26 states to a future of female enslavement. And and not just that, they are coming on a federal level. And you do not hand these fascists a victory. So I want to say a couple more things. They tell you to rely on the Democrats, to rely on the elections, aside from the fact that the fascists are moving to rig the elections, aside from the fact that the fascists are moving to prevent black and brown people from being able to vote in these elections, aside from the fact that they've told you again and again that they will not respect that vote and they will send their violent mobs into the streets to enforce their fascist rule, aside from all that, these elections are meaningless. Now I'm speaking as a revolutionary from my perspective and I know we have differences here on that and I welcome those differences but I'm going to tell you those elections are meaningless when it comes to fundamental change even the right to vote was not won by voting The right to vote was won by getting in the streets. The right to vote was won by facing off those KKK mobs. The right to vote was won by going in the face of those water hoses and those police dogs. That's how the right to vote was won. That's how every fundamental right is won. So don't think you can stand aside and wait for somebody up top to save us there is no savior coming not from god not from the democratic party we are the saviors we have to stop looking up and we have to start looking out at each other at our neighbors at everybody who cares about a future for women and girls so I was quoting from someone named Baba Avakian, that's a revolutionary leader I follow, if you have big questions about why are they fighting so hard to overturn the right to abortion, what does it tell you about a system with patriarchy woven into its very fiber? Why is it that right now you have a, a summit of the Americas happening where the imperialists can tell you who are legitimate and illegitimate countries? In the so-called land, they always tell you this, the so-called land of freedom and democracy, he's up there right now meeting with Bolsonaro, a fascist head of Brazil who's burning down the rainforest and trying to impose his own form of fascist rule. He is right now saying that if you are not going to be a puppet of the U.S., you are an illegitimate country. This is all part of an imperialist move to carve up the world in the interests of the US. So if you have big questions about all of this, then come talk with me about revolution, about the system of capitalism, imperialism, and how we're gonna put an end to all of that. Watch, there's a show called the RNL, the revolution, nothing less show that you can watch on youtube.com slash the revcoms. And we can get deeper into those questions, but I'm gonna come back to the main point I want you to hear from me today is that now is the time for boldness. We are not as big as we need to be here today. That's just straight up the truth, and that's a problem we have to solve together. A lot of people were scared about coming downtown. But I had to say to people, are you more scared about a future for women and girls where their lives are foreclosed or are you more worried about your own personal safety because you're going to have to put that personal safety on the line to fight for a future where the half of humanity that's female is actually safe. So that's a struggle we have to go wage with people and I'm going to end and I want to invite you all to join Rise Up for Abortion Rights in Washington, D.C. We can win this battle if we fight it and if we call forward and challenge the millions to do more than be in support, but to flood the streets in massive, sustained, determined opposition. Imagine right now if starting this Monday, people amassed at the Supreme Court with all-night vigils, protests, hunger strikes in the thousands and tens of thousands, returning day after day. We have to make it clear that we will sooner bring the gears of society to a grinding halt through mass nonviolent resistance than allow the right to abortion to be taken away. And even the fascists and woman haters have to worry about their supposed legitimacy. This is why we can back them off of going ahead to overturn Roe v. Wade, because even they have to worry about how they look if there are millions of people in the streets calling them into question. This is possible if we act, and like I said, if we call on others. So I wanna end with that. We need your ideas, we need organizers. We need people to put them, put their lives on hold for the next five to three weeks because there is nothing more important that's gonna happen in the next five to three weeks than what happens with this decision from the Supreme Court. And we can impact it if we act. With determination and putting our bodies our, on the gears of the machinery and making it stop. So, in the interests of the people of the world, in the interests of the women of the world, we say from South to North America, women must be free. Abortion on demand and without apology. Overturn Roe. No. Overturn Roe. No. All right, thank y'all.
0: All right, that was speeches from Rise Up for Abortion Rights at a protest on June 9th. Now, let's hear pros and atlas of the RNL show team and a special invitation to a Zoom meeting on June 17th.
4: What's the problem that we're working on and what's the importance of the RNL show?
3: Well, that's a really important question. First, let me make sure that we're live here, that we've got people uh, on the live stream, and that this is all working here.
4: Join how you can make yep, it. There we are.
3: Uh, okay. Hello, everybody.
4: So, Alice, once again, what is the problem that we're going to work on and what's the importance of the RNL show?
3: Yeah. So, the reason why we wanted to have this live today is that one, the big problem that we need to work on, that we're calling on everybody who's watching this live stream uh, to work on, is changing the fact that there is this RNL show, but there is not the necessary audience that. It should have. That's the main problem that we're working on, trying to reach people with this show in this time. And the reason why this is so important, why this show matters so much is that fundamentally, we live in a terrible and barbaric society. You know, right now is Monday. And we very well could be facing this Monday or the next Monday or the Monday after that, the Supreme Court stripping away the right to abortion from women, forcing women to bear children against their will, even forcing little children, little 14-year-old children to bear the children of to bear the, the children from their rapists. This is a barbaric society that we live in. And it's coming from a system. A system of capitalism, imperialism, and that basic understanding—that we live under a system that's at the root of it—that that's the cause of things, not human nature, you know, not some gods that don't exist, you know—that understanding needs to reach people, you know. This is the medicine. This is the cure to the disease. You have to correctly identify that disease. That's a big part of what the RNL show brings that other people don't have. And so we want to work with you. We need to bring you into the process of reaching people so that we can change the whole world. You know, that's one part and very important part of what the RNL show is, why it's important, and why you need to become part of spreading it. Again, this, the point of all of what we're doing here today is to invite you to become a part of spreading the show, becoming a part of a campaign to fight for this show everywhere. We're going to be having a Zoom on uh this friday june 17th so that's the first thing but then the second mission of this show is to break people from mental slavery okay if you're not watching the rnl show if your friends are not watching the rnl show if you're not watching it just more than once you know if you are not really getting into the rnl show you are chained your mind is chained this system, everywhere from the music and the culture it creates to CNN, to MSNBC, to the newspapers, all of it is meant to chain your mind to this system to say that this is the only way that things can be and to get you to accept and put up with that and find your place within this system. And that's not just you, that's millions of people. The r show breaks people out of mental slavery, of mental chains. Just to take one example right now, this last episode of the RNL show. If you haven't seen it, you need to. We talk about the fight for abortion rights right now, as we speak. Rise up for abortion rights is in Washington D.C. They just slept out in front of the Supreme Court, and they've been doing very bold, disruptive actions to wake people up that we have a real shot to prevent the right uh, to prevent Roe v. Wade from being overturned. And what are you being told from the Democrats? you're being told that it's a done deal. There's nothing we can do, sorry. You just have to accept it and vote in the November elections. They're trying to enslave you to this system, to get you sitting there staring at your belly button while the Supreme Court gets rid of this right. And they tell you that it's legitimate because they're the Supreme Court, when what they're doing is barbaric. These are the kinds of things that you're, that people are being trained to accept. And at the r show, we're bringing to people the real possibility of defending the right to abortion. That's one thing, but then two, understanding what this attack, what's going on with this attack? Why is the right to abortion being taken away from people? What does it have to do with a system that has patriarchy and capitalism all woven together in it. What does it have to do with that? And can we get to a, a different and better world? All of that is what you get on the RNL show. And that is what people need to break them from mental slavery, from mental chains and get them organized for an actual revolution to put an end to all kinds of oppression. So that, that in basic terms is a couple of things about what makes this show so important and why you need to become a part of spreading the show. Again, by joining the Zoom on Friday, you know uh, you need to DM the RevComs on social media, and you need to uh, uh, get that Zoom link and join us.
4: Yeah, I think that's really important. And uh, just to emphasize and reiterate some of what Atlas is saying, there are you know thousands, tens of thousands, and millions of people who have you know the who. Are sick and tired of this system in whatever capacity they understand that. These different forms of oppression that are brought down on people, whether it's the oppression of black people, mass incarceration, whether it's the persecution of immigrants, whether it's the oppression of women or gendered oppression, oppression because you're LGBTQ, um, you know, people who are concerned about the literal like catastrophic looming like existential threat of the climate catastrophe. Um, all of these things are actually tied to a system. But there are masses of people out there who are concerned about these things, but again, in contrast to what the RNL show brings people, they're being led off a cliff by these bourgeois media news like CNN, Democracy Now, just leading people to complete dead ends. And I think it's important to just put your mind in in the place of like, what if this show, the RNL show, that brings people. a a vision of a completely different society that awakens people's imaginations and inspires people to think outside of the terms of this system. Like, what if people had what this show brings, a scientific analysis of what's happening in the world, why it's actually happening, and where the interests of humanity actually lie? What if people had what the show brings in terms of the struggle it brings to people? People need to be struggled with. I needed to be struggled with to be a part of this movement to be a part of dedicating my life to something bigger. But people, even good people, have to be struggled with to get over these obstacles that you're trained in the individualism, the American chauvinism. There's a lot that we have to actually like break people out of these like backwards ways of thinking, this attachment to the Democrats. Um, So if this show permeated society in the way that it needs to, this could be a part of like repolarizing all of society where people are no longer looking to, Oh, what are the Democrats saying? What are the Democrats telling us to do? Because the Democrats are telling you to, to uphold this system where people instead are looking at for the revolutionaries. What are the revolutionaries saying about this? People themselves are becoming a revolutionary through the process of engaging the show. Um, And so I think too, like this thing about looking to the Democrats, um, this point was brought up by a comrade of mine, but like, There's many times where there's like a tragedy or a jolt in society. Like the last time um, the mass shooting in Uvalde happened, the hashtag is trending on Twitter, which it does oftentimes do something. And this do something is directed to the Democrats. People like me, people in society, you know, who care about saying do something to the Democrats. Well, like you said, the do something is on us. (laughs) The do something about why the society is up and to actually change it for the better that's on us and the do something is a challenge to you the viewer seeing this to come and be a part of actually getting this show the RNL show a much larger audience than it, than it has now and that's a part of that's one part of a multifaceted effort that we're working on to grow the audience of the show but you can make a real difference along with others By coming on the Zoom, um, just to give you a sense of what we're doing on the Zoom, we're going to lay out the mission of the show, the host of the show, Andy Z is going to be on. That's a big deal. Um, And we're going to talk about the mission of the show, why it's important, but we want to learn from you. If you've watched the show, if you're new to, if you're watching this and you're new or you haven't seen much, go watch last week's episode. You can still be a part of this if you're somebody who really wants to come and be a part of making real change. But... We're going to discuss, you know, what you think about the show and ideas and brainstorm ways that we can actually go out in society and like make this a big deal, get posters up on every wall, do banner drops. We want your ideas. That's the, you know, we want to work with you and actually execute these things. Um, So, you know, I think that being said, um, Alice, you mentioned how do people join the Zoom?
3: Yeah, well, the way that you're the way that people need to join the Zoom is you you need to DM us uh, at the Revcoms on social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, write us and we'll send you the Zoom key. The other way you can do that is you can email us. Uh, uh, we have our email is RevCons at gmail.com. And I'll just say one more thing. The w- imagination that people have for what is actually possible is suffocated in this society. You know, we're you know people are taught instead of coming together to fight to against oppression you know they're divided by identities and there's all this snark and fighting over who's the most oppressed that's the kind of, that's as you know uh, uh, even among people who are standing up that's often the box that people's thinking and imagination is caught within and on the RNL show you know we take people to a whole different vantage point you know, we have clips from the revolutionary leader Bob Avakian where he takes you up the mountaintop. You know, he takes people from where they're at, their understanding, and he walks them all the way up to where they can see things from a different vantage point. You know, if you're not watching the RNL show, you don't even understand what's possible, what kind of world we could bring into being. You know, and that's very important. You know, we need to liberate people's thinking and we need to liberate their emancipate their (laughs) liberate their thinking and emancipate their minds you know to think scientifically and understand the world as it actually is and act together to change it and so this friday again it's very important that we come here we want to hear from you we want to hear what you think about the rnl show have you what do you think about the segments on it when we have babavakian on it what are you learning from that? The last episode we had a we had a segment from Baba Vaking where he talks about after the revolution, how would l- countries like Latin America be treated? How would that right now the US f- over the rest of the world? How would things be different in a different society? You know, we want you to watch that and tell us what you think about that. Go watch the segment on abortion. You know, go watch the hundredth episode. We want to hear what you think about the show. We want to hear your ideas uh, about how we could spread this everywhere. We need a whole movement of people, you know, spreading this show. This has to become a thing in society and uh, that's going to involve you.
4: So, yeah, I think that's the main message. Did you want to add anything else, Atlas?
3: I think, I think that's it. I I, mean, I just want to reemphasize Prose's point that nobody is coming to save us, you know, if you wanna be emancipated, you're gonna to have to sweat. You're gonna to have to play a role. You know This show is not gonna just spread itself. The revolution is not gonna just spread itself. Things are not just gonna change. It has to be fought for. Mm-hmm. And we wanna fight with you. You know That's what we're inviting you to do. Join us in fighting mm-hmm. to break people from mental slavery and get organized for an actual revolution. And the key way of doing that is to get this show to thousands. And we want to hear every idea you have about how to do that, how to make that happen. So join this team, you know, be on the Zoom this Friday. And I'm so excited to meet all of you. I'm going to be there. Pros is going to be there. Andy Z, the host of the RNL show, is going to be there. And I'm so excited to meet all of you. So uh, until Friday, we're signing off for now.
4: Okay, we'll see you Friday. Wake up, everybody.
8: No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking.
3: Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much
7: age ready, war and poverty.